0: Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James. On this podcast, my guests and I discuss topics and ways to heal and overcome in every area of our lives so that we may heal ourselves, our families, and our communities. My mission is to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thank you for joining in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, a.k.a. Friends of his Daughters on Instagram. And I believe that everyone can live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And so my mission is to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problems, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. So uh, thank you for joining me. We are in episode number four four episode number four and this is a special episode because it is our first episode where we have a guest and when i was thinking about who i wanted to be my first guest i had one person in mind and that is my friend who is here with me today i will let her introduce herself yana take it away introduce yourself to the listeners
1: Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited that you invited me because it's been a long time since we had the chance to do anything live together. And um, just to introduce myself quickly, my name is Jana Herde, a very German last name. So you you guys don't have to learn how to pronounce it. It's just <laughs> fine. And my account um, where I post most of my content is called Jana Herde Coaching and i coach and help fathers heal and also find ways to reconnect with their estranged or alienated daughters and help them go through the whole process without losing everything including their sanity so that's why we know each other because we're in the same boat
0: right 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 so we 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 met on instagram i think you reached out to me first and you came across my platform and uh, we did live together on your platform. Then we also did a live together on my platform, and I mm-hmm. I really love the the dynamic because it's so different. Because I am a father who works with fatherless daughters, and you are a fatherless yes. daughter who works with fathers. And so yes. the dynamic the dynamic was cool, and our conversations was cool, and I always enjoyed it. You know, when we had the chance to get together and talk, and definitely I chatting. Catch as many of your lives as I can, you know, when you're on and uh, just just enjoy it. And so, like I said, when I thought about who did I want to be my first guest, I said, I got to have Rihanna on, you know. Thank so, you I'm, so Thank much. you so much. Thank you. I want to <laughs> thank you for even, you know, I know you're busy. I know you have a lot. Of, I think mm. we're in the same time zone now. At one time, yes. we wasn't. <laughs> no, we are.
1: You know, that, that's why I moved to the tropics so I could be in your time zone.
0: That's all I wanted. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> So, you yeah, let's let's kind of jump into it because uh, one of the things I want to talk about uh, first is a term that I had never heard until I met you, and you just used it a few minutes ago, and that is alienation. So, yeah. what is alienation, and what do you why do you think it happens? Mm.
1: So, yes we or let's say many people use the term alienation usually they say parental alienation because what they mean is that one parent it doesn't matter actually if it's the father or the mother is alienated that means um kept away from the child purposely so Let's have an example. You have a mom who separates or divorces your dad, and suddenly, you know, you have that dynamic where you're not allowed to see your father anymore. So, the way a mother or father can alienate the other parent, so actually they kind of keep the child and the parenting to themselves, and the child turns into a fatherless child, basically, or they make the relationship so difficult that it really has long-lasting, long-term consequences. And the alienated parent, which is the one who actually wants to have a relationship with his child and suddenly cannot do that anymore for tons of reasons, um, also suffers. So it's not only the children who suffer. They, of course, are the ones who suffer the most because they're in the middle right. of it all. They cannot make any decisions. They have no choice but the alienated parent, which we also call the targeted parent, because he's kind of the target of oftentimes a lot of abuse and manipulation and and even dishonest um let's say stuff going on um yeah, also has a big a big back to carry all the time
0: right and right. um yeah.
1: Why it happens, you also asked, I think, why it happens. Um, Sometimes I'm still not able to answer that question because I Mm -hmm. myself was a single mother for years too and it never occurred to me to actually not encourage the relationship my daughter has with her father. I never would have forbidden him to see his daughter. I never would have invented any lies to destroy his reputation. So the judge would maybe favor me or take uh, away his parental rights or custody or whatever. I really believe that a parent who alienates another parent cannot be fully aware of the damage that he or she is causing. And I believe these people have serious issues that, as you know, often come from the family legacy because it's often people who didn't have parents or fathers themselves who alienate a father right
0: right and actually because that that goes into one of the things that that I talk about uh when I address it with, with fatherless daughters because some of the fatherless daughters when I say that you know how did this affect you and they were like well I'm okay and I said well I don't think mm. you are and then the question that I ask is what generation of fatherless daughter are you So if you are a fatherless daughter, was your mother a fatherless daughter? Was her mother a fatherless daughter? Was her mother a fatherless daughter? You know, and then after you answer that question, then my next question is, how many generations will come after you? You know, will your daughter be a fatherless daughter? And will your granddaughter be a fatherless daughter? Or will you take the steps to stop it, you know, and correct the the situation and, and break the cycle so that this doesn't continue to go on through your family tree of, you know, fatherlessness and fatherless daughters and fatherless sons, and then fatherless sons having children that they're not fathers to. And then they become, you know, uh, fatherless daughters, you know, or they raise fatherless daughters. And then the cycle just continues. And and I'm glad that you, uh, uh, you spoke on that and you actually brought up one of the other questions that I was going to ask you was, you know, do you think that mothers really, realize the part that fathers play or do you re- some of these mothers you know do you do yeah. you think they really realize the part that uh the father plays and how important do you think that the role of men and fathers uh specifically are you know just in the world together together
1: um, yeah that's a good question and i i always can answer that question being very very confident because that's actually what my story looked like. Um I wasn't the first generation of father of daughters in my family. Mm. It ran in my family for a few generations. It wasn't seven, but it, a bit less, but we had it. Yeah. And and I was raised by a mother who also had an issue with the father figure. The father never really was there she was raised by someone else and she later found out who the gentleman was and he actually helped pay her studies when she was older so i think he actually tried to do the right thing but at that time nobody really expected him to do much more so Mm -hmm. the whole thing was swept under the rug nobody talked about these things it was something shameful so she had that wound that was never treated or addressed so she on the other hand grew up as a progressive educated young lady in the late 70s in Germany which implied that you have to be a feminist to be a progressive educated lady so due to her wound that was never addressed or treated and to her ideology she really believed that fathers were not that needed. So she ended up having two children from two men who didn't really take any responsibility. So they abandoned her. They did never pay any kind of child support, even when they knew she would have needed the financial help, mm-hmm. especially in some periods of her life that were very hard. She was sick. Um, but well, that's another a subject for a separate book. Right. <laughs> I'm going to have to, to write a few. And, um, so I grew up thinking that fathers were not that needed, that all children needed was actually a mother. That's all I knew. And I grew up with a very biased view and even feeling of what a father and a family and a commitment actually looked like or what it meant. So I knew, of course, that many of my, most of my friends had dads and moms, both in the home, Um but I never saw a divorced man complain that much about seeing his kids only twice a month. So I thought that was normal because it seemed so common. So I assumed divorced or separated dads do not even miss their children that much because mm. they're not like women. They don't miss their children that much. They don't care that much. And I really had that mindset and that and felt that way about it until I was in my mid or late 20s. And I came to really, what you say, what you said is break the cycle. So I came to break the cycle right. doing the work. I always call it do the work because it's really work that you need to do to really revise all of your learned behavior and all the information you downloaded as a child when nobody was explaining to you, but you just saw what you saw and that's what you learned. You learned by the actions of the adults and what they say often even more the actions, so I had to really come to to see what fathers actually play, what role they play, and how important they are, once I was a mother repeating the cycle, because suddenly, very, very short time after being married, I was divorced and a single mother, and I never wanted that, and I thought, oh my God, am I not knowing any better? Why am I actually doing this? What can I do now? So... I decided to do the work and understand what was wrong, because otherwise my daughter would maybe have no choice and be as damaged and do the same thing. And that's why, because of all these circumstances or how my life played out, that I know today fathers are not only a bonus that is good if he's there, but not really bad if he's not there. No, fathers are essential to your development. So that's why and this is what I came to study and to learn later, Um, the statistics have been very clear and the numbers have been there for decades, but it's an ugly subject that doesn't go with the popular narrative today that many people push. And it's that children who have their father involved from early on in the pregnancy, those children have more chances of surviving the pregnancy, of surviving the first months of, uh, you know, being born. Uh, They're better socially adjusted already as toddlers. They are better problem solvers, more empathetic. They are more confident. And all the ugly sides of fatherlessness, we know too. And people tell me, like, you say, oh, you know, but you're fine, Yana. You look so, you know, normal and happy and well-adjusted. And what's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with you. And many fatherless daughters who reach out to me also say, I think you're wrong. I'm actually fatherless and I'm totally fine. And I say, well, you don't know any different. You never had a death. How do you know what you missed out on or how your life would be, how you would actually behave in society, communicate with people, with men, how you would be? I mean, you can't know because you missed that 50% of your foundation, basically. So this I know today, and I see it with my daughter, too. And sometimes it brings me to tears when I see how children have great fathers who love them, who will always be like safe haven for them, who really got their backs and encouraged them and show them values and give them validation. Girls need that validation from fathers, right. from their fathers. And I know how it was not to have that. And actually, I was lucky that I didn't end up on the extreme side of the statistic. And I didn't end up as a school dropout, as a teenage mother, um, endangering myself with very dangerous uh, sexual behavior. I didn't end up uh, taking drugs or, but, you know, I suffered from high anxiety. I never felt well adjusted till I was way in my 30s doing the work, discovering that actually not everybody felt the way I did, that actually you could be different and happy. Right. So it does a lot to you. It conditions the way you communicate with people, the way you view family, the way you can trust a man or a partner.
0: Right, right. And and just to uh, go back on something that you said, you know, with the fatherless daughters who who say that, you know, i I'm, I'm I think I'm okay. And like you said, mm-hmm. you you don't know because you haven't had that. Experience And oftentimes yes. because they either have limited uh, exposure to their father or father figure, you know, they, they get this image in their head that they draw from things around them. So they, they mm-hmm. draw uh, images from TV. They draw images from movies. They draw images yes. from songs or from other fathers that they see. Yes. And they put it all together and say this who a father should be and oftentimes it is not reality. It's not real. No. And it's something you make up this... in
1: your head. It's something yeah. you make up in, in your head. Um so then when you go looking for a partner in life or you're interested in in, you know, young men and you look who you like, you you mostly will be attracted to the wrong guys. Because how do you right. know? what to pick if you never had the training at home, because your father is supposed to be your first relationship with a man.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah. And so they, they oftentimes don't have that. And so they don't have that experience to draw from. And, you know, that's why when I, when I talk to them, I'm like, you know, you, what's the reality, you know, and and what do you think a father is, you know, give me Mm -hmm. a definition or, or an example you know, and sometimes the examples are just unrealistic, you know, and I I give the, I've told the story about, you know, uh, the one young lady who her idea of what a father should be, you know, was, you know, outside playing catch with his sons and and throwing the ball back and forth and, you know, playing sports and all of that. And like, yeah, that was, you know, that's cool. But what she ended up uh, getting when she talked to the, the, gentleman that she ended up talking to who came in with more uh, responsibility and structure, you know, and she she couldn't see it because she was like, well, that's not fun. You know what I'm saying? Like the the kids don't look like they're having fun, you know, and it's like, well, it's more to being a father. It's more to manhood than just having fun, you know, It's to to the, the responsibilities and the lessons that comes along with, you know, being responsible as a man to be able to take on that responsibility of a father, of a daughter, of a family, and just, you know, being in a good relationship with the mom, whether you're together or not, you know, but that comes from being exposed to a father and a father figure, you know? Mm-hmm. So if they haven't had that, then they are missing that experience to draw from to know how to react in those situations. Yes, So no. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad that that you uh, you know, approached it. I'm glad that you do the work, and not only do you do the work, you actually wrote a book that I bought. So tell tell us a little bit about the book.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I sometimes don't even want to call it a book. I always feel like it's a, a, an e workbook, so to speak, because mm-hmm. it was meant to be very practical. Because what I encountered when I started coaching fathers on a regular basis and also getting tons of emails and messages with questions and comments and people sharing their experiences. And I saw that what they often wanted, I mean, men by nature are often fixers. They want to know how can I fix this? So Mm -hmm. I knew that I could have, I mean, I even have, it's in the planning. I want to write a book that is going to look like a real book and it's going to include some of my personal history. And so people also understand why this is important or relevant, not only to me, but to so many other people. But this workbook was like uh, um, like putting all my coaching experience up to that time together, taking the points that were universal, that I saw applied to most fathers who were the classical cases of a dad who says, I haven't seen my daughter in six, seven years, or we have a very strange relationship. We don't have any normal communication anymore. Now that I want to reach out, what do I actually do? Or I tried a few times and it went, you know, it didn't go well. What did I do wrong? Maybe I don't know how to do this at all or I'm approaching it the wrong way. So that was meant to be a book that they can, like you did, you know, order online, print it out. And also there is even blank spaces. You saw that. So you can start taking your own notes and actively working on it and break it down a little bit for yourself and see what you could actually do better or how to start. Because it's a journey reconnecting with a daughter it's a whole journey. It's not done in two weeks.
0: Right. If, right. It, if it is,
1: yeah. then it's right. You know, if it is, it's good and you deserve it, I'm sure. And it's great. But it usually is a process that can take a longer time. And I didn't really know how fathers would receive it, especially people like you who deal with fatherless daughters and with young men all the time. Um, right. So, yes, I mean, I'm always happy when someone gives me positive feedback. Uh, and I must say, I mean, I, I like the the workbook being there available because I think it always can help you do something right. different.
0: Well, I, I definitely uh, agree. I, I loved it. I loved it. I still read Thank it every, uh, every now and then it's packed with so much information and so much insight. Um, I want to, I want to ask you, uh, Two two questions, things or two things that I saw in it that I want to ask you about. And one of the first ones was, where is your little girl and who do mm. you connect with? Or who do you reconnect with? So tell me a little bit about that.
1: Ah uh, yes, that is actually my favorite part of the whole book because I hear fathers so often, I hear them talk or they tell me directly, you know, my little girl is gone the girl that I had a relationship with, that I bonded with as a child, if they actually are fathers who bonded with their children, some didn't even do that. And they say, my little girl is gone, so I'm grieving. So they have been in a situation of feeling in a grieving process for years. So they're actually mourning that daughter, and they cannot build up any new feelings Or take Mm -hmm. action in a different direction because for them it's like she was dead. And that's why I always thought I need to explain this some way so they understand that if they approach it with a mindset and with an emotion that their daughter is not there anymore, who are they going to reconnect with then? So you first need to shift your thoughts and your mindset and your emotional response to the whole thing so you understand that your daughter is still there She's actually there where you left her, and she needs you to pick her up right there. So even if she's 20 now, a part of her never actually grew up. The point you left as a dad is a point where she will need you to take action, take responsibility, and to pick her up. So once they understand that, that their daughter isn't dead, it's not that she's gone, she's there she just looks like an adult maybe now or like a teenager, a young lady. Right. And a part of her sti- still, still is there where she lost her father due to whatever circumstances. And, and I've, had, I've heard this question a few times from fathers who bought the book. And mostly they were questions with a positive message in it. They always said, look, you know, it was actually a deal breaker for me because I never thought about this issue. And I actually did it too. I thought she wasn't there anymore. So I kind of gave up.
0: Right, right. And and one of the things that I want to address, even with that, which is I know as a, a mistake that some fathers make when they yeah. do reconnect with their daughter years later or after a significant amount of time is they try to pick up where they left off at. You know, mm. so it's like, okay, if your daughter was two when you left and now she's 20, you can't treat her like she's two. You know, you can't, you have to come meet her where she is now as an adult. She's 20 now. She's still yeah. your daughter, but now she's an adult daughter, you know, so mm-hmm. you have to, you know, reconnect with her on the level that she is now. And the, the other uh, thing that I wanted to touch on in your book is responsibility and what dad are you going to be? So talk to us a little bit about that, because I thought that was very interesting. And, you know, a father really thinking about how he comes off, uh, not only to his daughter, but how he comes off to other people in front of his daughter. So talk talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Yes, um, I have to say, I had to think about it twice before I wrote that that chapter, that part, because I always like to... To make it a bit enjoyable or to write it in a way that is very casual, that it's like I'm speaking to you. I'm also not a native in the English language, so I write a mm. little bit, you know, just my way. Of course, I had a professional corrected later because I didn't want it to, to look uh, unprofessional or, or too crazy. Like, oh, this is this uh, European chick who can't speak English and now she's writing <laughs> books, you know? <laughs> not good. But um. But I tried to make it even a bit fun or funny. When I think there is a some a part where I where I even wrote that, you know, what kind of men are you? How do people see you? What do you look like when you leave your house? I mean, if all you own are sweatpants and and sweaters, maybe you should even buy new clothes. You know, before mm-hmm. you meet your daughter, how do you want to come across? How do you? Right. What, what impact do other people Um, what kind of an impact do you make let's say or what kind of an impression do you give people and I wanted to address it because people always think that the looks do not matter or the way you present yourself in the world doesn't matter but I've been in let's say in in seminars with a lot of people back in Europe where people were on stage gentlemen were on stage and then people started telling them what they looked like or how they assumed their personality was looking at their posture mm. and how they carried themselves and people were totally shocked they said oh i had no idea i came across this way you know maybe i'm even scary to some people or i look like somebody who really hasn't got his life together or i look very insecure with my posture or i look like i don't care about anything so I didn't even want to talk only about the looks when I say, what kind of father do you want to be a man who will try to reconnect with his daughter after years in those years, you, you know, you lived your life some way. I don't know what you did professionally. Where do you live? If you remarried, if you're on your own, if you traveled a lot, I have no idea. If you took care of yourself, if you didn't, but your daughter, doesn't know you now, if, if that's the case, that she barely knows you or maybe she never saw you before, what kind of a father are you going to be? And that often brings the fathers to, to reorganize their priorities, to look at their life and say, well, really, I, I should maybe take care of myself mm-hmm. and start being more accountable because what am I going to do if I'm somebody who never has been consistent with anything. Now, if I do this, I need to show my daughter consistency. So if you show your daughter consistency, you will need to learn to be more consistent in every aspect of your life. So I've seen fathers transform for the better in many aspects of their daily lives. Once they hear the question, what kind of a man do you want to be from now on? What father do you want your daughter to have from now on? How are you going to do this and I don't only mean what are you going to say or what are you going to wear but do you really like yourself when you see yourself in the mirror things are much easier with your daughter or with anyone if you actually you know say okay that's me and I don't regret anything and I'm just trying to do things a better way now so that's actually what I meant that you can put everything on the table lay all your cards on the table and say okay how do I want to play this game? You know, years have passed. Right. Am I really where I want it to be? And how is this going to influence the future with my daughter?
0: Right, right. And and how, how are you going to come across and how are you going to pre- be uh, presented? Or how do you want to present yourself? So mm-hmm. one of the things that uh, I know we've talked about it before, which is one of the mistakes that fathers make when reconnecting with their daughters is, trying to tell their story, you know, trying mm, to tell, yes. you know, this is what happened and, and this is my side and this is my point of view. And so I know we've talked about it before. So just give yeah. me uh, uh, a little advice to a, a father that, you know, is is reconnecting with his daughter for the first time and having that very first conversation after years mm. of being absent, like what are some pointers that you can give us to say, okay, recognize this is what you want to do you know Mm -hmm. this is how you want to start that conversation
1: yeah it's a very important part of the process and it's essential that really fathers learn that if they do what you just said like try to go there and say look now that I'm here you can hear my side of the story so they actually believe oftentimes that their daughters like oh she's lucky because now she's going to hear my version of the facts, but they entirely miss the point. And it's usually Mm -hmm. gonna backfire if you do that. So as a father, if you, for all the fathers out there who are maybe listening, or if you have a husband who's who's gonna do this process with a daughter maybe from a previous marriage, whatever, never go there thinking that your version of the facts is gonna be relevant. In the reconnection process it is not it's something that needs to be addressed later if your daughter asks you for certain information if she really wants to know but for that you first need to build trust and to build trust you will need to keep it neutral at first of course show that you're happy to be there be as honest and transparent as you can but if she doesn't really know you or too many years have passed You don't know what experiences she's had, how she really grew up, um, what she has learned about you. You don't know what information she has about what a father actually means or what Mm -hmm. your relationship could turn into. So you don't know her reality. So it's very risky to just go there and say, now you can hear my side of the story. That means that you have a selfish expectation. You want to feel better with yourself Telling her your side of the story. It's not right. what she needs. It's what you need. So what you need to focus on first is to really meet her needs. And maybe in the beginning, she just needs you to be there and to have a meal with her. Or she just wants to to take a walk somewhere in a neutral public space. And she just wants to get to, to be by your side and see if she actually feels comfortable walking around with you in public. Maybe she will not ask any questions, but you are the one who needs to wait for her actually making certain moves. And if you want to say something, then say that you know the adults were responsible, that she's, of course, not to blame for anything, that the adults should have known better, that you adults didn't find a perfect solution, but you hope someday she can maybe forgive you or, you know, get to know you. So you can kick things off in a different, fresh way. But you're not right. there to tell her your side of the story. That's not what she needs. And you're not going to benefit from doing that at all. She might not even be interested in hearing that. Maybe he, she has questions that go entirely in a different direction. So your duty is actually to stay, no matter what she says, no matter how angry she is, if she is. and. It take it
0: right, right. I re- I remember uh, reading a book, and um, it was written by a father and his daughter, and she talked about an experience that she had with her father, you know, as an adult. And one of the conversations that they had, and she asked him, "Why weren't you there?" You know, mm-hmm. and so he went to go into his whole explanation of why he wasn't there and things that happened or whatever. And she stopped him and she said, "I don't want to hear." your excuses. I don't want to hear out of that. All I want to hear is I'm sorry, you know? Yes. And she said, he paused for a second and then he looked her in her eyes and, and heartfully said, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just sorry yes. for not being there. And yes. they had a moment that they both just embraced each other and cried, you know, a father and a daughter just had that moment. And I think that's a, a, a breakthrough moment for, for all fathers that are reconnecting with their daughters, you know, there will come a time when Mm -hmm. they'll be ready to hear your, you know, your excuse or your explanation. Cause it may be a a valid point, but there's going to come a time when they're, when Mm -hmm. they ask for that. But when you first reconnecting, that's not the time to try to, to give it at that point, the biggest point you can make. And I always say, prove your love by your actions, not your Mm -hmm. accusations. Prove mm-hmm. your love by uh, what you are doing right then. And that will outweigh anything they may have heard about you, you know, in the past. That's so it. yeah, that's a, that's a definitely a, 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 a point that I, I'd like to get across. So Yana, I'm, I'm just going to give four points uh, yes. for fathers that's reconnecting, you know, with their daughters. And then I'm going to let you have the last, uh, the last word. So when right. fathers, fathers that are listening, when you're reconnecting with your daughter uh, or with your child, period, for the first time after it's been some years of you being away, there's four things that, that you should think about, right? So the first one is remember that it's about the child. Make sure that when you're going in to reconnect with your child, that's what your focus is on. Your focus is on reconnecting with your child, not proving somebody else wrong, not doing any of that, but reconnecting with your child and letting them know that you are there for them. The Mm -hmm. number two is, it's your job to protect your child. And so in protecting your child, that means sometimes you may just have to take the blame, right? You might just have to take the blame because it'll do more damage to your child by having or proving that the person who they have grown to trust their whole life has been lying to them, you know? Mm -hmm. So now they're in a position of they don't know who to trust. So in protecting your child, sometimes you will have to take that, uh, that burden. Sometimes you will have to take that, that lick. So, you know, sometimes you have to take that punch in the way of you taking it in order to protect your child. Uh, Number three, which I I talked about a minute ago, is prove your love by your actions and not your accusations. Right. Prove your love by being active or being present in the moment because you've already been away. You have already missed time, you know. So don't come back and try to reconnect and prove, you know, that you are not this person that they may have not have heard you know, verbally. But do it with your actions, not your words, but your actions. And the last one is how you make her feel now will outweigh everything that she's heard about you in the past. she may have heard that you are not a good guy. She may have heard that, you know, you are this type of person or a bad father, a bad husband or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. But when you are there, you weren't there then to offend yourself or to defend yourself. But now that you're here, the actions that you take and how you make her feel by showing her the love now that you are present, when you do it right and you show her the love that she deserves as a daughter from her father that it will outweigh and she will be able to forgive you for everything that she's heard about you because of the love that she's, that she's receiving from you now. So those are my four points to any father that's reconnecting with their daughters specifically, but also sons or, you know, their child period. So Yana, again, first of all, I want to say thank you so very much for being here. Thanks for being my first guest on the podcast, I'm going to give you the last words, and you know, after you have said your last words, then also um, give your information where you can be reached at. So the floor is yours.
1: Okay, thank you so much for having me. I really loved uh, doing this. Um, Yeah, what I can say is that the four points are very valuable. Every father should take notes, even every mother who maybe has a partner who needs to know this, and What I want to always bring across is that it is possible to reconnect with a daughter, even if if you didn't raise her at all, even if you say, but I never bonded with her as a child. It is possible. It really depends on if you want it or not. And it is always helpful to talk to somebody who knows what you're dealing with and who wants you to actually take action. And it's not easy if you really don't have any guidance, if you don't have anyone to talk to and sometimes even family and friends are not the best because sometimes they don't even know what that experience is like or they always wanna help you but maybe they can't tell you where you're wrong or what you should do instead. So that's why people like us are here to help you guys and sometimes all it takes is one conversation or reading an ebook like mine. Sometimes all it takes is seeing some content where you can learn something new. So please look for, not only for me, of course, for ernest um, um, too on Instagram or on other platforms. I'm on Instagram every day posting content. I love going live so you guys can learn more. And if you want a conversation to see if I can help you or to, to, to have some information, just go to my website. It's janaherde.com. You can also go to Instagram, and on the link that is on my profile, you have all the options. You can book a consultation, you can order your ebook, you can join my newsletter if you want to have me twice a week, once a week, sometimes in your inbox with different kinds of information, experiences other fathers have that I can share, experiences I hear from children or former alienated children, even, or fatherless daughters like me. It's free. You can leave whenever you want. I really don't want to have anyone having anything to do with me if they don't want to. So reach out. Let's see if I can help you. And if I can't help you or I know someone else who's better at what you need, I'm going to tell you so. So we're really here to help. This is what what I do at least um, for a living even. So I'm very passionate about what I do. This is not a hobby that I do like on the side because I'm bored or anything. I really care about fathers having the guidance and the support that they need. So you don't need to lose it all, to lose your sanity, to ruin your relationships because you're navigating the alienation process and you don't have any proper support. Reach out and get help and get anyone who needs help to listen to this podcast. This can change uh, a person's life and options to listen to something like this today.
0: Right, right. So again, um, thank you so much, Yana, for being on. Uh, your uh, Yana's Instagram uh, name or link is will be in the description. It's also right here on the screen. So you can look her up. Um, again, Yana, I want to thank you so very much for being here. Thank you so very much for being my very first guest. Uh, here on the podcast and again i want to thank you listeners for tuning in and i'm just so happy that you're here thank you for taking the journey with me again my mission is to help you to deal heal and fulfill deal with your problems heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose so until next time we'll see you later
1: see you later
0: thanks for tuning in to deal to heal with e james remember to listen like Subscribe and share. Today's episode was sponsored by Deal to Heal Tees. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Go to dealtohealtees.myshopify.com Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problems, hear from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.